Hello, welcome to Charity Chats. I'm your host, Samuel Davies, and in this episode, I spoke to Kate Newman, who knows an awful lot about press and media and uh, how charities can work with the press and media to achieve their aims, namely raising support, getting support for their, their cause. And um, Kate and I met back before Christmas in a uh, fairly noisy cafe. You may have guessed this by now, if you've listened to other episodes, that Charity Chat doesn't have a home in terms of somewhere we normally record. We tend to go out and meet with people in uh, noisy places like cafes and uh, occasionally bars, which is nice. And um, yeah, we had a very good chat, which I'm going to play you now, about the press and the media. And uh, yeah, have a listen, see what you think. Hello uh, and welcome to Charity Chat and I'm here with my friend and colleague Kate Newman. Welcome to Charity Chat. Thank you very much. So um, Kate, you're an expert, I know this for a fact because I've worked with you, you're an expert in media relations and charities. So uh, today we're talking a bit about that and about charities um, and press releases mm-hmm. and how charities can build relationships with media yes. and press. Indeed, yes, absolutely. So what tips would you give to a charity that maybe doesn't make any effort to uh, make contact with any media or press company? Yes, well, I think it's very important to um, realise that media can be a fantastic source of being able to get to a wider public so you as a charity you might have your uh, followers those people who work with you those people who fundraise and donate but if you use the media as well um, you actually could be reaching other people that might not have heard about you and sometimes if I people say media what is the media and I think media has evolved a lot especially in recent years when you talk about social media sure um, so um, if we go to traditional media first obviously it's newspapers but then you break those down into national newspapers and regional newspapers right. and um, national newspapers general dailies regionals used to be dailies now they're often weeklies right. some regional newspapers are now only online and um, and then a lot unfortunately recently have have closed and so the actual newspapers you know do has got much smaller reduced um, amount that they used to be Mm -hmm. Um, and then you've got radio and again that is national radio so the likes of the BBC one two three four five um, and some of the other big national sort of radio stations and regional radio again mostly BBC and then you've got TV so yeah. you've got, again, um, commercial and BBC um, TV. So that is, brings up the media in a traditional way. Yeah. Um, and in the top of that, obviously, you've got social media, which a lot of people are obviously involved with. Sure. Um, so everything from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, the whole works. And it's so important for charities not to ignore one or either of them. Right. Because you've obviously got different age ranges and um, some um, more, shall I say, Possibly older people, not necessarily, but older <laughs> might not be sort of like on Instagram so much or on Twitter. And no, things. I'm certainly not that okay with Instagram. It's I'm an older person. Older now, person. I think. Yeah, oh, I've I got think, into it now because of my nephews and nieces. Oh, but um, okay. I enjoy Instagram now, but only from that side. Yeah. Um, but you know, Facebook and you know can be a wonderful way. And of course, using Facebook, it's free. Yeah. You're not having to pay um, to advertise generally your charity and what you're wanting to say. You can put your message out and then it can be dispersed through people you know retweeting reposting and things like that sure um, but saying about the cost and free you shouldn't pay for media 
with PR and media relations at all anyway. Right, okay. You're not paying to be placed. What the difference is, is for instance, if there was an event you're holding and yeah. you're doing an event and it was in your local community and you wanted to, you know, make sure that people were aware of it to come along to hear about what the work you're doing, um, maybe it was a, um, a fundraising event, something like that. Yeah. Um, you could put an advert in your local paper about that event and all the information, you could put all the details there and have it designed and put it in, but you would pay for that. Sure, um, sure. But on the other side of it, you could also see if you can get some editorial and that is doing an interview or sending a press release to the, the newspaper with the information and then they would write it and then you get the third party backing. I always say to people, so people say, well, what's the point of doing that? And I say, well, okay, when you read a newspaper and you look at it, how often do you stop and read an article compared mm. to flicking through and looking at the adverts? There's certain adverts will catch your eye and look at them, yeah. but generally you're more likely to, your eyes will go towards the actual editorial text. And I suppose that's because in my, my mind, as a, as a reader of newspapers, I'm thinking well, that's what the newspaper is putting their effort into. And so you, it's got that third party backing. Sure. It's almost like they're sure. writing about it. Gotcha. They're not going to write about it um, if they don't think that it is no, good for the audience and people Absolutely. wanting to read it. And presumably they'll have had a lot of things sent to them. So they, this is the cream of the crop, isn't it? Absolutely. So that is, you know, that is such a good point. You know, they, you know, a news desk, depending on the size of it. But I would say uh, um, a, a news editor probably probably gets around two hundred press releases a day. Blimey. Um, so if it was a say it was a weekly newspaper, yeah. they might be getting you know, maybe a thousand a thousand a week. So if we think about wow. a thousand press releases a week for that one, they might have only able because obviously they have their own journalists going out and finding their own news. Sure, sure. So then you have a limited space to be able to put other stories in. Yeah, yeah. And so how do they narrow it down? Absolutely. How do they narrow how it down? How do they? Um, <laughs> press release is the, a lot of it is you if you're a news editor and you're getting thousands of e uh, emails often with press releases a day yeah what which one catches your eye so that's a very good point uh, mm. a press release is uh, a useful tool to be able to get the information across quickly simply and correctly right and so that is the key of that so there's a set format of how a press release is um, more likely to get read mm -hmm. rather than go straight into the bin you know, into the, you know, so the, how how, e how easy it is, is for it? them just to take it and pop it into the paper exactly. space. Exactly. I mean, yeah. the, the, the simplest, the quickest way. So if mm. they don't have to rewrite rewrite it, yeah. And also the information is there, right in your face. So they don't right, have to okay. search for it. They don't have time. They can't be bothered. No. They don't want to keep looking and searching and finding, going right to the bottom of the. You know, and the idea is a press release. Most important information at the top. Right. So first paragraph generally should be more than about 40 words long, only one sentence, mm -hmm. so it's in your face, sort of, what, when, why, where, right. is what was always taught as what a press release should be, Okay. but you can't always do that, sometimes it doesn't fit, sometimes it's better to say this is what it is, and the second paragraph say where it is, right. but if it is a regional, it's always good to make sure you've got that regional um, element to it. Okay. So if you've got someone running in the London Marathon from your, you know, for your charity, and they are from Dudley, 
Right. It's good to say in your title, local Dudley man runs London Marathon for I see, whatever I see. charity. So sure, you've got sure. that kind of straight away, it's, and especially you use that in the subject of an email for the press release. Yeah. So they can see when they've got all these thousands of emails, oh, Dudley, that's me, you know, on the Dudley Evening Times or whatever. <laughs> this is going to be something that might be of use to me. There's a shout interested. out there yes, to the Dudley exactly. Evening Times. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there is actually a Dudley, a Dudley Observer. Maybe. Yeah, so I'm not sure it is the Evening Times. So, yeah. Other newspapers, obviously. Right? <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so you can just do that um, to make sure it's there and then the information is throughout, um, most important at the beginning. Yeah. Um, make sure you put details about what your charity is and what sure. it does. Sure. Because however close you are involved with it, don't expect a journalist to yeah. understand and don't expect the public to understand everything about it. So put it, break it down, don't go into too much details. Mm -hmm. um, they don't want pages and pages of every single thing. They literally want one paragraph, a short paragraph, right. who you are and what you do, um, what the event's about, mm -hmm. where if, you know, also more details about where, and then you can put details if it's like you, know, you have to pay to get in and things like that. Um, the other important thing is, is that in a press release, it, it cannot be um, self-promoting, as in, this is going to be the best event ever, because you're saying something yeah. which you can't resubstantiate. Right, so okay. it's it's uh, it, it's trying to keep it very editorial as a newspaper would sure, like. Sure. So you're not saying because it's going to look like it's they're saying yes, yeah, exactly, and it's the same with a quote. Yeah. Um, good to put a quote in, obviously from a spokesperson. Um, that spokesperson, depending on the topic of the press release, should mm. be available for interview. Okay. So if you are quoting the chief executive, yeah. fundraising manager, whoever. And they are quoting, saying, so-and-so, so-and-so said, you know, we're very pleased, we're delighted, we'd love to have you to come along, this is the reasons, etc. Yeah. Make sure that um, when that press release is issued, that person isn't on a two-week holiday. Right, OK. Because if oh, the journalist, yeah. journalist rings up and says, oh, can I quote Joe Bloggs? Oh, yes. Oh, but can I have a few more questions? <laughs> oh, really sorry, they're away. Why did you issue it then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's something that a lot of people do do and don't realise. And it annoys journalists. Sure. And then if they've got another 999 email press releases and they can't get what they want, You're out. story goes. Yeah. Story goes. With press release, should you be sending images, video in mm. this day and age, anything else? You, know, you can sometimes put very, very small images um, uh, at the bottom of a press release. Okay. Give them an example. Yeah. Always low res. Never ever send a high res image unless you are requested to do so. Okay. Because it blocks up their inboxes, uh -huh. that, especially with so many emails they're getting yeah, in press yeah, yeah. releases. Of course. So I always say. Um, Press release, blah blah blah. You know, high-res images available. Please request. Right. Okay. And so, and also that's quite useful because then when you do get requests, you know that a they've read the press release. Yeah. B they're interested in the story. Yeah. And it helps them to um, engage with them. Build so rapport the, with them, I suppose. Absolutely. PR is all about rapport. PR is so much all about rapport, understanding getting them to understand the topic your charity that you know inside out or yeah. you know about and things like that. And um, the other thing that I think with press releases that a lot of people fall into the hole of is that they think they have to send out a release. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes there's no point sending out a press release every, every week because if you haven't got a news story and they're not going to want to say, oh, goodness me, it's them again. 
you know, we don't right, need okay. to know about the fact they've had this, you know, 22 pence donation, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because it's, it's, again, it's blocking up their system and they don't need it. It's only if it's, it's, it's a really interesting story. Um, read the publication that you're mm. sending it to, listen to the radio show that you want to target, yeah. see the kinds of things that they are doing already. Um, and pers if you can, if you're not sending out a big email to 2,000 journalists, which you're never going to eat to personalise each yeah. one with a sort of you know, message, sure. but certain ones you can actually then say, oh, hi there, I was listening to your radio show the other afternoon and you had somebody on talking about XYZ. I wondered if you'd be interested in oh, doing something. So you're okay. actually you're going back to something they've done, yeah. personalising it to say, and I've got somebody else. The problem with that is they could say, oh no, we've already covered this. because sure. So it's got to be slightly different. It right, can't okay. be identical because they said, well, we've already done that. Right. Now, maybe in six months, but then six months you might want to do something, you know, they'll come to you again. Um, but the personal rapport is so important. And is there any value in just contacting journalists to, you know, just to s start building a yes. rapport with them? But even if you don't have press releases to get you to can them, do definitely, can, um, especially if you something new, something different. Especially if you've taken, you know, started working for some you know, charity. A new journalist got a new post. You know, you've read a newspaper, and, yeah. you know, or TV, radio, can be said. Oh, I just, I just see that you've you know, started this role. Can, you know, I'd like you to be, you know, introduce you to what we do, yeah. so they don't know about it already. Right. Um, tips on contacting journalists: yeah. don't contact them if it's radio up to the hour, so not between ten two and ten past the hour, right. because if they're doing anything, if they're doing the actual, if they're a presenter as well, yeah. they'll be doing the news slots. Right. So they're not going to give you enough time. Sure. Um, if it's a newspaper, check and the. Um, uh, the main switchboard would let you know what day their um, deadline day is, okay. and don't contact them when they're on deadline because you're just going to get, you know, unless they have said they needed something. Right. If you're ringing up on spec to talk to them, find out what day is the day they finish their deadline. So it's normally the day the paper comes out. Okay. Because their deadline's a day before. So they've got a slight bit of downtime. Yes, then. they're thinking about the next. They've got the planning meetings, right. things like that. Sure. And the same with magazines, long lead magazines. Um, don't forget, say for instance, uh, um, a glossy, I'm say women's magazine, but yeah. you know, glossy magazine sure. comes out um, in May. Um, they will be working on it from about November. Right. Deadline's probably December. Wow, that's really fast. It's six, some are six months in advance. Wow. Some are okay. sort of like four months in advance. Sure, sure. Because often those like May issues are in the shops in April. Right. Because they always come, you know, we always see them. Yeah, you always see strange, them sort of April, you know, yeah. the, it says May. Yeah. Like, it's like when you get the Christmas ones in the shops. From, from Is that so people think, they, oh, I've got it, I've got it early. Yes. Like, you don't want an out of the date magazine, no, do you? Exactly. You don't <laughs> yeah. want, and um, I mean, they, there's a um, thing in the press called um, Christmas in July, and oh. all the shops and all the people who are. Um, Putting stuff out, yeah. we'll do it in July for the news uh, for the magazines to you know try sample, taste, write about for their um, December issues. I will. It's that far in advance. Blimey. Don't forget deadlines and things like that. And in terms of kind of uh, writing or speaking or doing any of these interviews in any format, should how much or should you ever? be adapting how you speak to, yeah. to meet 
benefit with that publication? Definitely. I think you can do. I mean, especially if you're doing a trade publication. Yeah. So if you're involved with a charity that has some sort of trade element, so that could be um, health, so you're looking at the health trade press, mm. um, or technology and things like that, that the publications themselves do write slightly differently. Yeah. Um, so you probably need to slightly adapt a press release or in your introduction, if you're doing it all by email, I mean, those are the days when you actually used to post out press releases with the comp slip. I don't think many people post out press releases anymore. Right. And probably some do, because they don't get many, you know, a lot of people don't do that, so you're probably one of the very few that get in the post. Well, do you think that could be a tactic? It to could get in there? be. I don't know Maybe. if they will do or not, but um, <laughs> um, I remember I used to fax them out, so that's oh, showing really? my age oh, well. as well. Yeah, yes, faxing, faxing them out, I know. <laughs> I always laugh when I see people still put fax, fax numbers on their, um, <laughs> on their signatures. Really useful. There must be a magazine for facts. Yes, though. Facts Weekly. <laughs> facts yes, Weekly, yes. there you go. Um, facts from your, your press yes, release. Yes. <laughs> so it's all new by email. So, yeah. um, but you can change your introductory right. paragraph. And so I try to do it, especially I do, it was a, if it's a bulk mainly, it's sort of good, good morning, good afternoon. So you're, sure. you're doing something personal rather than just like go straight into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it's a personal one, then I was, you know, say it's a trade publication. Um, you can say this is from this so-and-so charity which will hopefully be of interest to your readers because and so giving them a couple of lines sure. not the whole power not the whole press release again but just a bit of introduction because if they're yeah. skim reading it it's like oh it's like putting in the town of where somebody lives right for a regional publication yeah. so they can just see straight away because no one's got any time and would no you ever like highlight certain words or do any kind of Things around that, I or hate, they different colours, like, no, or anything like that. No, and Arrows. <laughs> yes, yes. Urgent. <laughs> Top priority. Most. I did hear somebody talk about a journalist or any PR that sent them a press release under yeah. top priority. They deleted without reading. Oh, really? They don't like to be told. Top priority. Yes. Did yes. Put that? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. So no, they don't like to be told. So it's yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's a I hard have. Sell language, yes. Isn't it? Yeah. I have. Occasionally, in the body of a press release, underline something which is very okay. important. Yeah. Um, never highlighted it because a lot also people are reading them in so many different formats. Sure. You know, and so it's better just to have plain text, plain text, easy to copy and paste and put straight into an article. Mm. If you spent time, days writing a press release, having it approved, um, you know can take you know many many versions to get that press release approved yeah um, and so you're happy with what it is then you want it to go as it is to hopefully to be used sure. but that's what it, it, you don't have any right over what they say and what they use from the press right, release okay. they don't have to they you know, don't expect a journalist to use the whole press release mm. they can take out a line and um, hopefully won't take out a line to make sure the story is completely different <laughs> but it does happen so yes wow. but that's why your information and a quote they shouldn't change the quote right but they can shorten the quote so you've got to be care you've got to be mindful of that too yes. right okay so be mindful that so if, if the end of the quote says the beginning of the quote was wrong or something like that so you yes. can test so they can it take and you've got to be very careful. they can okay. take you know, as quoted by sure they, you haven't only sort of come back because yes that's what the person said but it was yeah. like i mean obviously it's completely taken out of context you know things like that and you know this is a disgrace when you're saying something about somebody else and you sure. sounds like you're talking sure. about them so don't say pandas are evil said ironically by Chief yes, Beck, because they could just say, say pandas are evil. Absolutely, okay. be careful about it. Pandas aren't about evil, by the way, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Uh, so, 
It's just that just stands for example. Yeah. In terms of controlling messages, we kind of touched on that a little bit mm. there, but I mean, is there a risk um, if you put out a press release, if it's around a contentious issue, should charities mm. be thinking twice about whether they want to court press or media on it, or kind of how's, how's well, that? Yes, I mean, obviously, made? there's a lot of you know, can be a, a, a lot of contentious issues that people do want to be able to get a message out again. Yeah. It depends again on the charity and the organisation and the position they are happy to take on. Of their own overall protocol of their messaging and things sure. like that. So, um, for instance, you know, if there was a charity who was obviously, you know, concerned about the pro the the, the, um, the budget and yeah. the financial implications that that will have on a certain group, which they obviously their charity is involved with, that's an ideal situation because you'll get hundreds of businesses in inverted mm. commas um, wanting to get their clients in to talk about what this will mean for X, Y, and Z. So sure. charities. They do. You know, journalists do often want to ask the charity side as well. Yeah. Um, but there's no point commenting on things which you've got no relevance at all about. Right. Because it's just like, well, then um, certain publications won't use a charity organisation mm. more than sort of once or twice a year. Um, so if you've got a big hit and you've been, you know, on BBC Breakfast, you know, on the sofa talking about a, you know, a special. You know, you launch your charity, um, which is fantastic. They probably won't ask you about the next year because right. it's too soon. Sure. So if sure. you keep going on about quoting about something, um, they might use you once, but you might then not be used for the thing you want to be used for. Right. So you just got to play it, play it by yeah, 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 it. It's, it is a bit of a. It's a bit it's of a minefield. Bit of, it's a bit of a juggle. It's a <laughs> bit of a juggle. Yeah, it's a bit of a juggle. You have yeah. to be. Um, aware of um, what kind, again, and every charity is different, you can't say it's, it's one one size fits all because sure. everybody would have different um, agendas and things like that. Yeah, 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 and I suppose individual reporters will have essentially their yes. own agendas and their own yes. view on things. And so. it's useful to get an idea for the kinds of things that you're, key journalist, if you've got a key journalist yeah. that you really want to get involved and want do do a bit of stalking mm. on, obviously, <laughs> above the line stalking, you know, on things like Twitter yeah. and things like that. See what they're writing about, see what yeah. they are reposting, see right. what their interests are. I mean, you have the Twitter sort of uh, two or three lines about what their interests are. Yeah. Um, don't bombard them on Twitter as you wouldn't bombard them with the press release the whole time. Mm. But it's useful to just like a few things. So if, you, if they're saying something, especially it's always good if you like something quite soon after they posted it yeah. because then they're still online and they'll probably see that someone's liked it and they're like oh who's like that because it flashes up that right, you've had a like. Okay. So, so it builds, builds that kind of rapport with them a little it bit. Does, it does and so it helps again it's all about rapport it's, yeah. it's, it's like getting people to understand they've got so many people talking to them about so many different things why should they stop and listen to you and be interested in what you and the other thing nothing is that it always used to do good to do follow-ups. Right. So if you have ha been working a long time, it, sometimes, I mean, I've worked with journalists for months on a radio interview, months on a TV interview, getting the case study sorted out, yeah. talking to them, getting the facts, getting things through. Sometimes, even the day before it all goes out, or even after the interview's been done, it will get pulled. 
because that's the way the media works. You've got no guarantee. You can't make them. Some urgent story will come along and they'll find out. And there's no point getting cross. There's no point. You just have to put it down. It's like, oh, one of those things. The media, there's no guarantees with the media. You can, you know, have everything lined up. It's the best story. Everything's perfect, but you can't guarantee that they will use it. And you can't ask to see it either beforehand. Don't ever ask a journalist um, to see the piece beforehand. What, what reaction are you likely to get, do you think? Probably not very polite. Right. <laughs> and that's probably pretty, pretty polite. Because like, it's, it's their right. The only thing I do do, and I think from a charity point of view, a lot of them do understand and appreciate it, yeah. is um, if you are offering to fact check something. Good point. So okay. you can say, um, you know, obviously I understand this you know, may be quite a complicated topic or something you've sure, not, yeah, you know, yeah. you haven't worked on before. Yeah. If you'd like yeah, me to fact check it, then I'd only be too happy to do that. Sometimes you get the whole article sent to you, which is great. If that happens, do not change their grammar. <laughs> do not change the way that they have written something about your charity. If it's slightly different to how your normal way is, sure, sure. that is the way they do it. it's their voice, not it's yours. It's their voice. Yeah. Um, so don't change things. If you have a quote which is like, oh, not quite sure. You could ask for things to be slightly tweaked. If it's factually incorrect, tell them. Fine. No problem. Because they'd want that, wouldn't yeah. you? Any, any they don't would want, want to. You know, uh, I know with um, um, there are certain there are certain programs who do get um, people involved with the charity contacting the programs if right. they have said something inaccurate. Yeah. And so it's also when you're talking to the research or something like that. So look, you know, it's a complicated topic. Mm. Only too happy to fact check it because you don't want to have lots of complaints, do you? No, of course. <laughs> and that normally most journalists go, oh, no, I don't have any complaints. <laughs> so it's it, it, you're helping them, yeah, yeah. but obviously you're helping make sure your message. The correct messages that goes across right, and things like that yeah. and um, case studies yeah. that's another big area obviously for charities because the media like to see they they want the information from a head office from a charity and things like sure, that sure. but they want the people they want the mm. people's voice and that is so so important and this is good practice for charities anyway <gasps> isn't it to, to talk more about the beneficiaries because supporters want to know about the beneficiaries not who it we is, are the charities no exactly that, it's almost two sides of it it's mm. one side that's the business in inverted commas the charity what they're doing yeah. why they're doing it what they're planning on doing what why are they trying to help and who it is who's either you know needs the help sure. or how they are getting the help so yeah, to speak yeah. and um, I mean obviously in certain cases it's not possible to get you know a case study to talk about about things but someone who's involved with that you know that person mm. is so important you know and take time with case studies take time to develop a relationship with them yeah take time to discuss things if you can because the problem with journalists is that our, um, you get often get calls and say oh I need so and so um, to do, a, uh, do an interview okay fine no, when are you looking for oh, I'm looking for it at five o'clock um, when oh today and it's like three o'clock and it's like well I'm not sure if I've got someone who's available yeah like, fine okay um, or I need it for tomorrow morning okay well they're working they've got to take time off work so you've got to you know you, you don't have to jump when a journalist says it sure but if it's a story that you want um, say someone's been running the London Marathon or yeah. something like that you know you've written a lovely press release about them why they're doing it lovely quotes get some good photographs mm. so that you know obviously you know, even photographs for radio now because they often have online of course yeah things that yeah. like I was you know sometimes think my goodness you know oh, I shouldn't be sending that to you do you want to photograph like yeah we, we put it online you know to, to show it 
and um, and then you know, available for interview. And so they're around. They can't. You know, they, people have lives. They can't be expected to jump straight away and say that you've got to do it. Um, but make sure the person who's doing the fundraising activity is, you know, have you got any times you can't do, check with them. So if you do give them a call up and say, oh, I've got, you know, radio here, they want to do an interview, are you available at 8.30 tomorrow morning, It'll be over the telephone, you know, go through it with them. But case studies are imperative for, for charity work, for the media, absolutely. The scenario where some, you, know, you put an article out, it has a case study attached to it, and then they want to talk to that person. Is there a, a bigger process then in terms of briefing that person on what yes. to say? And it can be. I mean, again, every case study is different. Yeah. So, depending on who they are, depending on how you feel they would be comfortable talking to the journalists themselves, um, I often would give them some bullet points some background information, some background information, so they feel that they've got some knowledge base. Yeah. Even if they're not asked about it, um, they've got a feel for the topic as well. And make them be, um, and sometimes I just have a chat to them over the telephone mm. and say, look, these are the kinds of things you might be asked. And so almost do us like a rehearsal and things like that right, and see how they feel. And that'll hopefully calm them as well, because they probably won't be used to doing these no, things. Most people no, aren't. They're not used to doing it at all. Um, and um, sometimes more of the worries those that think they don't need any help. Yeah as well as those that do, it's the sort of, those that say, no, 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 don't, I don't need anything. He's like, well, what do you know? You're just like, well, what are you going just to say? In case. Can yeah. I just find out? And you've got to get, you know, and as you have yeah. a rapport with the journalist, you've got yeah. to have, because a journalist, I would not want to put forward a case study that I wasn't comfortable, mm. that they weren't happy and comfortable to talking, you know, sure. that they were going to dry up on, a, on, on the radio or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Or that's hard work for the journalist Exactly. Then, isn't it? So, yeah. I mean, that's when I sometimes turn down interview opportunities mm. if there's no one who's right, because sure. it's better not to, and it's just like, I'm oh, sorry, I haven't got anybody in your location yeah. that fits what you're looking for. Mm. Um, I don't want to give you somebody that's not right, but instead, would you like to talk to someone from head office on this occasion? Yeah. and I'll keep looking out for you for the future and when we've got somebody on board we look at no, the local when we've got a bit, <laughs> a bit more notice um, then we'll be able to set that up and if they've got a radio especially radio yeah. um, they've got a slot they will fill they'll probably say oh yeah we'll do that instead okay and then you've got your charity on the radio and you've measured expectations yes. and everyone's happy yes. and everyone's happy and yeah. things like that so it's it, it's 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 again there's no set path but it's just it's common sense in certain ways of mm. how you think that a journalist information they'd like to have and what they want to have and um, but if you promise something deliver Your experience of do charities get contacted um, without having put out press releases on yeah. a regular basis? They do. <laughs> that's good. That's why I'm on 24 hour call. Oh, really? Yes. No, I mean, that's one thing. Um, because the media never sleep. Yeah. That's the other thing. I, mean, I think it is a really important thing for charities to realise that. that um, the media is 24-7, mm. social media is 24-7, um, situations arise and w around the world the whole time yeah. and if a journalist thinks that they want to talk to you for a comment mm. about something um, and you are a charity that has a voice, that they've got you know, something to say about it, you have to be available. Right. You have, you know, on, your, on your website, on the information that you have, you need to have someone who's on out, out of hours call. 
Right, so you've got somebody who can be contacted. I mean, what about I've had calls at 11.30 at night, um, which were the latest I've had a call through. Yeah. Um, that was National Radio, and then um, followed by 4.30 the next morning by the Press Association. Blimey. But they needed something, and I, I, was, I was asleep at that yeah. time. But I waited for the message and got myself a bit more awake, and then was able to listen to because it went on to you know. So although I didn't take the call, because yeah. it probably would have been better for me to actually hear what they wanted to say, you know, wake up first, answering yeah. <laughs> in my sleep, <laughs> have a bit of caffeine yes, first, yes, <laughs> and then be able to prepare. I mean, that's the other thing. But that's the way dealing with the media. I did deal with it. Yeah. You know, not yeah. it wasn't within five minutes. It was you know, half an hour or so sure, prepared. Sure. But they they're working throughout the night. Yeah. They, um, I mean, I'm not saying everyone has to do that and get up at you know, five o'clock in the morning, and, but by seven o'clock they had a holding response right, to okay. say, we'll get back to you shortly, we're just discussing it. So they know that somebody's listening. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not just sending a message out into thin air so they can, that person can go to their editor and say, oh yes, the charity's got back to me, they're just sorting something out, we'll get it back. And if you say you want to get back to them within the hour, and for whatever reason you can't, it's a two-line email, slight delay, another 30 minutes. Right, it's okay. keeping that communication So you're constantly up. measuring expectations. Yeah. It's politeness really, it's, isn't it? Standard it's standard politeness, yeah. but if you promise you're going to find a case then you can't, if you can't find a quote you know, from somebody and you're trying to, mm. just let them know. You know, people are, prefer to be told as soon as possible you can't do something so they can go on to somebody else, sure, sure. rather than being left to the deadline moment and or not be called at all. Blimey. So yeah, it's all, as you say, And then you're yeah. dead to them, presumably. Yeah, they're not going to come that? back to you no. because they don't, you know, you get that relationship right. with people that you're helping them. Sure. So if you help them, they will come back to you and then you can get coverage, yeah. raise awareness yeah. for the charity, raise awareness for your views, your fundraising and all the activities you're doing. Kate Newman, thank you so much for contributing to charity. No, it's been wonderful. It's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for the opportunity. So there we go. That was Kate Newman speaking about press and media and how charities can work with the press and media to achieve their aims. And I... I've worked with the press and media myself, but not to the same extent that Kate has. And I found that very, very interesting. And I've learned a lot from working and talking to Kate. And uh, thanks very much, Kate, for contributing to Charity Chat again, if you're listening. So uh, that's it. I hope you found that useful. I hope you've got things that you can uh, employ if you're working for a charity. Um, some learnings from the, uh, the podcast there. that You can use those. And if you're not working for a charity, if you're just interested in how charities work then hopefully uh, you came away thinking that was interesting and uh, you'll share your learnings and uh, and the podcast, ideally, with lots and lots of people that you know. And, uh, yeah, but we always want to hear from you. So if there's any feedback that you've got for us, if you've got any ideas about things we could do in the future, if you'd like to meet with us and have a chat, then please do get in touch. You can find all of our information on our website, charitychat.org.uk. And uh, you can get in touch with us there as well. And um, yeah, it's just left for me really to thank you very much for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, Giant Squid Audio Lab for sponsoring our podcast kit. Magda Aksumit for beautifully designing our website, free of charge. Thank you, Magda. And um, also uh, Forest of Fools who have been playing throughout the show and continue to provide us with um, the use of their music, which is great. Thank you, guys. And finally, RIR Photography for the beautiful photographs that they've given to us for free for our website, which again is charitychat.org.
www.ghostbusiness.org.uk. Thanks ever so much for listening, and uh, please do stay tuned and share away. Speak to you soon. Bye.